Welcome to Let's Starve the Podcast. Tonight I'm recording a spontaneous episode that I'm thinking is going to be a shift for things to come. <laughs> and if you've been around for a while, you've probably heard me exclaim that many times of I'm changing things, I'm shifting things, and it's been this long journey of me trying to find what feels right for this podcast. The first two years of it were pretty seamless and easy. You know, I did solo episodes and guest interviews and it was going great and it felt seamless. And then for the past like two years, I felt so much resistance to the podcast. Not that I didn't want to do it and I I love providing these for y'all, but I just couldn't make it work. I couldn't stay consistent. I wasn't happy with what I was producing. I didn't want to do guest interviews, but I didn't want to do just solo episodes and I just kept like waffling between what do I do and I would try to do like a complete revamp and think that it just needed a new title or a new cover or I just needed to do XYZ and everything would fit into place and I, I don't know, I just was having an epiphany tonight. I took a hot bath after, yeah, well there's a lot of things that I'll go into but I had this epiphany come through of like, I'm just, I'm trying too hard. I'm literally overcomplicating it. This podcast is is and always has been like essentially a life story and diary of me and before when I had guest interviews on of them. Like the entire essence of me starting this podcast, the tagline, all of it was holistic storytelling. And it was this concept of telling the stories of my life and of the lives of others Because I truly think that so much of the human experience is conveyed through stories and through shared experiences. And sure, there's knowledge and wisdom and facts and all of those beautiful things. And there's so much to be discovered through listening to someone's life experience, to their story, to their perception of things. And then seeing how that resonates for your own story and your own life and your own perception of things. And so when I thought about that, I was like, why, why am I overthinking this? Well, I know why I'm overthinking this <laughs> because that's an instinct of mine and it's something I do, but I don't have to. And I think moving forward, who knows, maybe I'll literally change my fucking mind in another week. But as of now... January 12th, 2024, on this fine Friday evening, I want these episodes to just be like a literal audio version of my journal, like an extension of my voice notes. I'm done trying to like craft or compose some artful or masterful, like three ways to change your life and do X, Y, Z. Like I, I don't work in that way. I've even tried to do that with my Instagram where I'm like, following the sort of like template style, you know, like if you want to change X, do this. And here are three ways. And sometimes I do that, right? But when I'm like trying to do that all the time, it takes away from my like natural instinctual way of creation, which is through free flow speak from the heart, not from the head, from the heart. And that's where I've got to catch myself at times. But that all being said, (laughs) I am going to share with y'all the sort of like beautifully chaotic day that I had because I have learned so much, realized so much about myself in the past 
six hours, let alone 24 hours. And I think it's moments like this, right? There's, there's a lot of big moments that happen in life, right? But it's, I think, just as important to acknowledge these small moments, seemingly small moments, these like random spontaneous days where things happen and they just, they change you. It's like suddenly something clicks into place, something shifts in your mind, and you know that moving forward, you will never think about that thing in that way again, or you will never see things the same again, or you just like have this entirely new understanding and perspective of yourself or life or others. And I want to document those experiences, those aha moments and epiphanies and those breakthroughs more often. And I, I want to put like less energy into just like curation and more energy into pure creation, I suppose, is the way I want to go about it. And so here I am. I've already said the date a couple times, so don't have to do that. And what I'm experiencing right now is that it is officially one week since I've moved into, well, not officially one week. It's been about five days, but close enough since I've moved into my new home that I'm renting here in Austin, Texas. And I don't think I've properly given myself the space to process the enormity (laughs) of what I just did with moving into this place. And I really want to honor that and acknowledge that and share the experience because I do think there's a lot of value to be shared in what I have experienced and I'm taken away from this entire process and so to share a bit about that I three years ago moved here to Austin I've been living in apartments ever since and every time I would like move into the next apartment I would always you know end up spending a little bit more and I would get like a bit more picky about okay I I want it to have this in the kitchen and I want these types of windows and so over the past three years I've really come to realize like what I value in a space, what I desire to have in my space, what I don't like, and really just start to create a more concrete list, just like we do with many things, right? We do that with work, with jobs, with people, relationships, whatever it is. It's this like constant state of reevaluating and analyzing what do you like, what do you don't like, what works, what doesn't work. And so... I've been doing that with apartments and in the past couple months now, in 2023, when I was preparing for my next move, I knew, I just knew like the next big change was that I wanted to shift from an apartment into a home or a condo or a townhome. Something that just didn't, I was just tired of being like living in a little box within a larger box of a building (laughs) surrounded by people and commotion and all this like all the energy like you imagine being an apartment building like you're just surrounded and for some people I think they find great comfort in that and I'm not dissing that I did that for three years I just came to accept and realize that like I I am much more at peace and at ease and happy in life when I'm in a home or just like a separate space something where I can easily get outside and I don't have commotion all around me or a bunch of people all around me And then I really wanted like a couple other specific features. So I honed in on the fact that I really wanted like home, condo, townhome, whatever. And then I started to start touring places. And I would be super like nitpicky in particular about 
what I wanted, what I didn't want. And I would like tour these places with the like real estate agents and they would be kind of like, I don't know, trying to convince me like, yeah, but you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Like, yeah, you can hear the road, but you'll be listening to music or yeah, like it doesn't have the second office space, but it does have like a big living space. And time and time again, I would feel myself almost wanting to like give up on the dream list that I had for my new space and just sort of like compromise and listen to their like coercion of like, yeah, you know, maybe I wouldn't mind the road noise or, you know, I, I could make do without an office and just set everything up in the living room. And, but then like almost immediately, like, or with further thought, I'd be like, no, like I have compromised in so many areas before of my life. And I just, I really want everything on my list or as close to it as I can get. And I, I just truly had faith that I would find what was meant for me and that universe would support this vision that I had. And when creating my list, I would also get super, like the way I manifest is non-specific. So I'd get specific about like, I want lots of lights and lots of natural windows and a big, beautiful kitchen. But I wasn't getting hyper-specific of like the colors or the type of tile in the kitchen or what direction the windows faced, stuff like that, which I know some people do, but I'm non-specific when I manifest. But then another helpful tool for me at least is always like tapping into feeling. So envisioning the space for sure, but also like, how does it feel to move in the kitchen? How does it feel to like open up the windows and have that light come in? How does it feel to like have this space and set up my bedroom in this way? And I found that to be a super powerful manifestation tool. So all that said, saw a place on Zillow. It was quite a ways out of my budget, but I was just like, fuck it. I have to try. And so I came, I toured it and I just like immediately knew this is my home. And it didn't really make sense for the realtors and brokers, whatnot to pick me financially wise because (laughs) my income, like I make enough to afford this place, but typically they want someone that's making like three to four times it, you know, somehow, some way, that's a story for another day. (laughs) I got the place, like a true miracle, universe full supported it, fully supported it, like had to have, and started to move in. Now, the big takeaway and lesson from this move beyond all of that, manifestation tips I just shared with (laughs) y'all, The lesson I'm really like sitting in these last few days is the reminder. Well, there's a few things. I guess what I'll start with first is that I've just realized how important my space is for everything in my life. I am just the type of person and maybe you resonate with this or maybe you don't, but like I am so sensitive and aware to my surroundings that being in a space that feels small or is dimly lit or is like crowded or like overstimulating in any way just impacts me so much. I'll feel myself get like frustrated or riled up or just like feeling like I'm being confined or contained. And I find that it cramps my mood, my energy, my creativity, my workflow, my focus. And my last apartment was just like, it was okay size. It was like 700 square foot. But like my desk was right up against my bed. There was like no room in my bedroom beyond that. My living space was also my filming space for work. And then I had another desk and then the cats and Timber and I and 
like shoving all of our stuff in the closet. There was just, I would always feel, not always, but most days I would end up at some point just feeling so much frustration around the lack of space and then feeling frustrated because I didn't feel inspired in my space because I didn't really have like the space or opportunity to decorate it and make it my own and then feeling like cramped and like diminished like or like squashed in my work and creativity because I was just like so stuck at my desk or so stuck only filming in this one corner and I feel so fucking grateful to now be in a larger space and granted like the house I got is a bit larger than I probably needed but I'll take it like I have just realized that like my space is everything it helps dictate granted right like it's not the sole reason why I'm happier my mood's better whatever right but it is such a big contributor to like my overall mood and my energy and my creativity and inspiration and my focus and like since being here in the house I just feel so expanded in all those areas like I I'm not stumbling over things and I'm not like shifting things around all the time it just feels like I can finally breathe and I've noticed such a shift in my like emotional mental energetic state just since having more space to like spread out and have my desk in a separate room from my bed and have the living room be purely a living room and like have closet space and storage space and just truly like be able to spread out in all the ways. And then with that, I felt this like uptick in my creativity and my inspiration to work because A, it's a new space, so like excitement, but also B, like it's just being in a new environment and being able to like work in the office at one point or go into the living room or go to the kitchen or wherever it might be. And just having that space to sort of like shift my environment, massive. And so I have a new appreciation for like creating a space that really lights you up and inspires you and just makes you feel like at ease and calm or motivated, whatever it be. Another lesson in like learning from this all though is actually more so a reminder that like no external thing is going to truly solve or resolve an internal dilemma. Your external environment is hella important but it is not the ultimate like change or shift and what I mean by that is that I've been moving through certain emotions these past few weeks and months and some part of me was just like dead set like when I get my new space I'm not going to be frustrated by this and I'm not going to get angry about that and I'm not going to feel sad and I'll feel blah 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 all these things And then I move into the new space, you know, I get over the initial like buzz of excitement and stress and I'm settling back into my sort of like new routine and I feel those emotions come up and I feel those experiences come up. And at first I was just like getting down about it and like, fuck, like I just can't get away from this. And then like immediately I was like, oh my goodness, I'm literally just once again trying to tie a change or a shift or result to an external thing it's like the same way as when we meet someone and we're like oh my god if I'm in relationship with them and if I'm dating them like I'm never going to be sad again and I'm never going to be lonely (laughs) and I'll always have someone to do xyz with or we think like if we just get that job or if we just make x amount of money 
and we like place all of this like build up on this experience or person or event not fully realizing that like that thing that person that moment isn't going to like truly change something that's off center and out of alignment within it's not going to heal the depression or the sadness or make you less alone it's not going to like solve your all your money issues or suddenly make you happy or this or that once again they'll all contribute and they'll all help and being in a new space or being in a relationship with someone or earning more money are all great supporters to helping you reach that goal or that shift in your life but they cannot make the change for you and i think that has been like just such a massive learning and realization this past year truly but even with this new home shift and some work shifts of like damn I was really putting a lot of money that like (laughs) this house or that job and this money would like fix xyz and they didn't really do that and like I said once again like granted being in this space in this house is going to help me work towards that change on my own but I think y'all are getting what I'm getting at here. So I'm going to like just wrap that up there. But it's just that reminder of like no external thing is going to resolve or truly soothe an internal dilemma or something that's like like an internal open wound that is requiring deeper attention and intention. So the other life experience I wanted to share that's been really neat to sort of like see in myself is the way I'm showing up for myself in stressful or highly emotional moments and times. This first really showed up for me during the move when I would find myself just getting so deep in the stress and the spiral of moving everything on my own primarily, of juggling the move with work and with trying to take care of myself and trying to take care of Timber and the cats while also like showing up for friends and all these things and finding myself just like spiraling with stress and overwhelm and agitation and frustration, noticing it, becoming aware of it, and then choosing to like properly be with it versus just shove it down, which Emily of the past would have a thousand percent done. Emily of six months ago would have done. Just reflecting on that in these last few days, I'm very proud of how I handled those moments and how when I felt those experiences arise, I would like stop and breathe (laughs) or journal or disconnect or use any of my other tools and modalities to like acknowledge what was happening, to be with it, feel it, and then let it go. And granted, there were times I didn't do that. There were times when I was in the midst of the move and I just had to keep on going, but I would always make sure that by the end of the day or the next morning or at some point, I took my break, I took my pause, and I like let myself feel what was coming up versus just shoving it down and getting like lost in the, like getting like and spinning out in the hamster wheel sort of idea. Then like even today, I had a wave of emotion come up where I just was like, fuck, I need to cry. (laughs) And at the time, I was working at Soho House with some friends. I was like, I don't want to cry here. And so I'm going to set this aside for later. 
And I was so like surprised by that sort of like conversation in my mind because like once again, like Emily six months ago, three months ago, any version of me in the past would have just like shoved that down completely. And the difference between shoving it down completely and setting it aside is that in the past when I would do that and I would shove it down, you never really go back to it, do you? <laughs> and then next thing you know, you're shoving all these things down and a couple weeks go by and then you have a massive outburst. You have a massive breakdown that might take like for a couple days to recover from. And you're just like, where the fuck did this all come from? Well, it comes from all these like shoving down moments. Versus what I've learned to do is that when I set things aside and I promise to come back to it later, it's like a temporary thing, right? I'm not like storing this need to cry, this trauma, this anger, this frustration, whatever it is in my body. I'm just sort of like setting it there while I'm in a space where I you know, can't really address it in a public setting and working and whatnot. And so then tonight I came home, I got the pets taken care of, you know, I put things away, did all my little things. And then I was like, okay, it's time to cry. <laughs> and so I put on my playlist and I sat on my bedroom floor and I started breathing and I just let that cry out. And then I was like screaming into a pillow and then I was crying again. And I didn't even know where some of this stuff was coming from, but I was just like letting it out. And then once I calmed down, I returned to my breathing. I did some journaling. I listened to some different, like a little bit more upbeat music. I danced around my kitchen. I took a hot bath. And then I was back to feeling like 100%. Okay, maybe like 95%. And now I'm here recording a podcast. And that to me just like blows me away. The fact that I was able to like create a container to feel so many intense emotions that have been building up for a couple days now and feel them, experience them, and then not get stuck in it and to be able to come down from that experience gently and like soothe myself again and then return to like a baseline of normalcy, whatever that means for you, that's wild to me because... Once again, like past me and all I've ever known is that when big emotions come up, it feels like I would get stuck in them. So what I would I do? I would avoid feeling them. I wouldn't want to let myself cry or feel sadness or feel frustration or any of that because I was so afraid of getting stuck in them and being like, well, if I let myself cry and get sad, like I'm going to be like this for days. I even had that like worry come up because this weekend is about to be my birthday. And I was like, do I really want to let myself like feel these emotions? Like what if I can't get out of, what if I can't snap out of it and I'm sad for my entire birthday weekend? And I was just like, hmm, that's an interesting like thought. And I kind of want to prove that wrong. (laughs) And so I created the space. I was with the feelings, the emotions, the experience. And then I moved through them and moved with them. And now, like, yeah, I might have little waves of sadness or frustration or whatever emotion comes through these next few days, but I'm not getting swept under by them. I'm not getting stuck in them. And that's something I feel hella proud with, is that I've gotten to a place with my personal practice and my tools and my modalities that I know work for me, where I can 
really be with myself and support myself through emotional experiences and not get stuck in them, not get swept under. And that's really fucking cool. (laughs) And I'm excited to sort of like lean more into that and hopefully share more about that in like the weeks to come. I'm just going to trust that whoever needs this will find this. And I'm excited to see what sort of unfolds moving forward. So thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more.